Every time you are prone to worry, that is a call from God that it's time to pray. Dr. Tony Evans says our proper response to life's concerns has the power to transform anxious thoughts into an abiding peace. You will know God heard your prayer not because your problem is solved. You will know God heard your prayer because of the peace He gives. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. There's never a shortage of things to be anxious about. Even in good times, we can find ourselves worrying that our situation will be turning bad soon. Today, Dr. Evans points out that worry does nothing but eat us up from the inside. And God has a better plan for us when anxiety begins to take hold of our thoughts. Let's join him as he explains. Worry drains you. It incapacitates you. We got the pain of the past we worry about, the problems of the present, and the unexpected of the future. And Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, Verse 6, be anxious for nothing. He says, it is unacceptable for you to be anxious about anything which makes anxiousness and worry a sin. So when you or I allow something that concerns us to grow to become a worry for us, we have in actuality rebelled against God because we're told to worry about what? Nothing. Life will make you cry. Situations that you've caused or others have caused you will bring tears to your eyes. But God says in the middle of your pain and imprisonment, in the middle of your discomfort, I want you to make a big celebration about me. And that's something you must choose to do. It will not happen out of nowhere. You've got to decide. He's not talking about when you're in church. Because he's talking about when I'm in prison. I'm going to rejoice in who he is in spite of where I am. So, number one, If you want to get victory over worry because you've been commanded to worry about absolutely nothing, you must decide to rejoice in the Lord. Number two, be anxious for nothing, verse six, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. While rejoicing, pray. Now, let's watch this now. Be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Prayer is relational communication with God. Prayer is relational communication with God. The goal of prayer is to draw from the invisible spiritual realm its involvement in your visible physical reality. It's to suck down from the satellite out there, spiritual, the Lord, and bring it down to the receiver down here so you get a picture of his presence in your situation. That's what prayer is. That's the goal of prayer. And it comes out of relational communication with God. 
every time you are prone to worry, that is a call from God that it's time to pray. The second thing to do is to give thanks. What can you expect? Okay, I'm getting my praise on even though things are not going right at home. I'm getting my praise on even though my finances are funny. My money is funny. I'm getting my praise on. I'm rejoicing in the Lord. I'm not praising the situation. I'm rejoicing in the Lord. And then I am every time I'm prone to get worried. I, this thought, this thought keeps coming. And I don't want this thought. This car, Okay, that's an invitation to pray. God, God, you know this thought is coming. This thought about this is coming. And I just want to thank you now that you have the power to overrule this thought and overrule this emotions right now. So I want to give you thanks. What can you expect? Verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. He says, if you rejoice and if you pray, I will share with you my peace. In other words, I'll bring you calm in the midst of your chaos. Peace is calm in the midst of chaos. Peace is not tied to circumstances. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation, but I leave my peace with you. Be of good cheer. What are you talking about? You're telling me on the one hand, I'm going to have trouble. You're telling me on the other hand, cheer. Wait a minute, which one is it? Is it trouble or cheer? It's cheer with the trouble. You're going to have trouble. But I'm going to give you cheer and it's called my peace I will leave with you. Creating calm in the midst of chaos. That's the way you know. Watch this now. God heard your prayer. You will know God heard your prayer. Watch this. Not because your problem is solved. You will know God had your prayer because of the peace he gives. Your problem may still not be solved. Your trouble may still not be solved. But when you feel this calm coming over you on the inside, even though your problem is circling you on the outside, you know your prayer just got through. He calls it a peace that passes understanding. Why does he call it a peace that passes understanding? It's a peace that passes understanding because you don't understand why you have it in light of what you're going through. Why am I so calm right now? How come I'm sleeping all night when I wasn't sleeping all night? Why is that stuff not ticking me off and affecting me the way it used to? Because God brought it. That's how you know you just heard from God. You got to be specific. You don't go to the doctor, the doctor said, what's wrong? And just say, oh, I just don't feel good. Well, what's hurting? I'm just generally not all there. No. He wants you to point it out. He wants you to be specific. You got to be specific about this. Something is causing you to be anxious. You go to him and he says, I will give you a calm that you can't figure out because given what anxiety historically has done to you, this ain't normal. The first thing is you must choose to get your praise on. You must choose 
to rejoice in the Lord, celebrate him, singing, praising. You, this is getting your praise on. This is celebration of God. And when, you, and when you're rejoicing, you know, it becomes visible. It's verbal. It's, it's uh, you know, you don't rejoice in silence. You, you. Rejoicing is expressing You are then to pray when the anxiety is sucking in on you. And you are to be specific with thanksgiving. Next, third of four. He says, by the way, the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. Let me just say a word about the word guard. The word guard is a military word that means set up a sentry, set some soldiers in front of your heart and set some soldiers in front of your mind. God's going to tell some angels, go guard that boy's heart, go guard that, that girl's mind so the devil can't have any more authority over it. I'm going to send my soldiers. When you talk to me, I'm going to send my soldiers to guard your peace. So I'm going to send my peace and then I'm going to send my posse. I'm going to send my soldiers, and I got some sentries around your heart, how you feel. I got some sentries around your mind to control, because you know your mind goes crazy, and that causes you to worry. I'm going to put some soldiers there. Okay, now, so now I got peace. I got peace now. I got peace, but I'm not finished. Paul's not finished. God, you gave me a peace I don't understand, but I don't want to lose it. I don't want to have your peace today and lose it tomorrow. So how do I keep what I just got to deal with my anxiety that's worrying me? Finally, brethren, verse 8, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Okay. Remember, we already started praising because we're rejoicing in the Lord. To keep this peace operating so anxiety can't sneak up in on you, he says you must operate or function in a praiseworthy manner. You see the end of verse 8? End of verse 8 summarizes the whole verse. It says uh, anything worthy of praise, dwell on it. To dwell on it means Stay with that. One of the reasons we don't keep peace is we go dwelling on the things that are against the peace we're asking for. So we dwell on a lie. We dwell on the bad. We dwell on that which is non-praiseworthy and it interrupts the gods at the door. He says, I need you to dwell. Dwell is where you hang out. Dwell is not a periodic visit. Many of us kill the peace we have because we dwell on the things we shouldn't. We dwell on things that work against the peace. If you're dwelling on a lie, it'll kill the peace. If you're dwelling on something dishonorable, it'll kill the peace. If you're dwelling on what's wrong rather than what's right, what's impure versus pure, what's unlovely versus lovely, what's a bad repute rather than good repute, you are working against the peace you just got. So what kind of programming are you hanging around? Because your programming can kill your peace. 
If you're hanging around programming that works against the peace you need, you're not able to continue with the peace because you're working against what God wants to give. So how do you instead work for what God wants to give? Dr. Evans will have the answer for us when he returns with the remainder of this lesson from his series, Expecting God's Best in the New Year. But first, I'd like to let you know that all five full-length messages in this collection can be yours to review for your own personal growth or to share with friends, family, or your small group. All we ask is that you make a contribution to help us keep Tony's teaching coming your way each day. The alternative is a listener-supported ministry. And it's people like you who continue to make this broadcast possible and available to a world in need of the truth. And as an added bonus for your generosity, we'd also like to say thanks by including the 2024 Tony Evans Calendar, as well as a copy of Tony's popular book, God Himself. It's a probing look at the many characteristics that make the Lord who He is, His nature, His goodness, His love, and much more. This New Year offer is only available this week. So make the arrangements today to get these resources for yourself along with our thanks when you drop by TonyEvans.org or when you call our Resource Center at 1-800-800-3222. Team members are standing by to help day and night. Again, that's 1-800-800-3222. And now let's get back to Dr. Evans. Okay, I am not excited when I get up and get on the treadmill. I don't want to be here. So what I do is I turn on my television, which is in front of my treadmill. I flip to the station of something that brings me joy. What I'm dwelling on helps me to tolerate where I don't want to be. See, I don't want to be on the treadmill, but because I am dwelling on something that has captured my attention, it makes tolerable what is unacceptable. But if I'm on the treadmill, talking to myself about how much I don't want to be on the treadmill, how much I hate the treadmill, how sorry I am I bought the treadmill, how miserable the treadmill makes me feel, it will automatically limit my exercise. But if I can dwell on something that captures my attention, Five minutes on the treadmill becomes 15 minutes. Because what I've looked at out there has made it easier to tolerate what I'm dealing with down here. The question is, are you getting programming, dwelling, that is commensurate with the peace you're trying to keep? Or are you allowing disruptions into your peace? And then fourthly, finally, To get rid of your anxiety, it starts with rejoicing. When it shows up, you go to a specific prayer. You retain it by your dwelling, your mental dwelling. Think on these things. And then verse 9, the things you've learned and heard from me, seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Practice these things. But wait a minute, what is he talking about? He's talking about anxiety. A lot of us stay worried because we're dealing with worrisome people. If you're dealing with people who
who don't know how to praise in trouble, don't know how to pray in trouble, don't know how to dwell in the right spots in trouble, and they're your posse, your running buddy, and your girlfriend, don't be surprised that your anxiety gets worse and not better. You got to hang out with the folk who practice this themselves. He says, the things you've seen about how I deal with prison, the things you see about how I deal with people talking about me, when you see me, learn from me and then use it for you. You can't be praising God in here, getting peace. See, I know right now, right now, a lot of y'all who came in here worried feel peaceful right now. Right now you feel, whoo, whoo, boy, this is encouraging me. I feel, boy, I feel calm. I feel like I can float out of here this morning. Boy, I feel like I got it going on right now. But here's what's going to happen. Some of y'all are going to leave here and going to pick up the telephone, get on social media, talk to that friend. And they're going to give you just the opposite to everything you heard here. And it's going to kill the sermon, kill your peace, kill your joy, and bring back your anxiety. She says, practice these things. He's not just talking about some general practice. And the things, the interesting thing, the thing he's telling you to practice is not so much external doing, it's internal perspective that affects external doing because you can do the external but if you don't have this internal straight it becomes a performance and it won't last but if you're changing your perspective on how you dwell and when you pray and how you rejoice and you're getting the spiritual thing situated in here then it will bleed out into your actions which changes your reality he closes verse 9 and says and the God of peace will be with you. Wait a minute, that's different than what he said earlier. He said earlier, when you pray, the peace of God will be with you. But he says, when you're thinking and dwelling and you're hanging out with the right people who influence you, you don't just have the peace of God, you have the God of peace. He switches it. In the first half, you get his peace. In the last half, you get his person. The peace of God will be with you. But if you do the second half, the person who gave you the peace will be with you. See, that's a whole, that's a whole different ball game there. I was on a plane one day, I was on a plane one day, and we hit this turbulence, and this turbulence was wicked. This is wicked turbulence. This is people screaming on the plane. So we, we're hitting this wicked turbulence and, you know, we don't know what this is. Is the plane in trouble? Is the plane going to crash? I mean, people are, people are terrified, you know. I mean, it was, a, it was one of them terrifying things that was never going to end and folk were worried. Worried. What, what is it? The plane going to crash? What is it? Because it was one of them monster, monster situations. In the midst of the terror, the pilot comes on the loudspeaker and says, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, we've hit some severe turbulence. We're working our way through it. We're trying to find some easier air. We're talking to, to control tower and we're trying to find some air. Uh, we're hoping to get you out of this, hopefully within the next 15 or 20 minutes. Now, when he said that, you could feel the peace simply because we heard his voice. 
We heard his voice. We didn't see him, but we heard him. And because we heard him, even though the turbulence was still there, there was a calm in the midst of the storm because we heard him. See, when we didn't hear him and all we had to do was conjure up in our own mind what was going on with the plane, we increased our own anxiety. But when we heard him, he spoke peace to our situation. So, so we, were, we were now had a, had a calm in the midst of a chaotic situation. But then a few minutes later, homeboy come walking out the cockpit now this plane is dancing all over the sky and homeboy is coming out the cockpit walking down the aisle touching folk telling folk do you have any questions anything you know anything you want to know and, uh, homeboy is all out up in the mix of the stuff I mean you know you're feeling well you better get back there and control this thing but homeboy homeboy was out there talking to folk wait a minute when he told us over the loudspeaker it's going to be okay we had peace but when he came out we had him when we heard his voice we were calm on the inside but when homeboy came out folk are laughing and joking with him and high-fiving him and bumping him and all of a sudden because now we didn't have his voice we had his presence God says, I want to give you my voice and calm you down, but I really want to give you my presence so that you can experience what it is when I am with you along with my peace. Dr. Tony Evans, wrapping up a powerful lesson on how to replace worry and anxiety in our lives with God's peace and joy. He'll come back to share one more thought about tough times in just a moment. First, though, don't forget you can get the full-length version of today's lesson by taking advantage of that special New Year offer I mentioned earlier. All five complete messages in Tony's current series, Expecting God's Best in the New Year, along with his popular book, God Himself, and the 2024 Tony Evans Kingdom Living Calendar. This entire package is yours with our thanks for your donation toward the ministry of The Urban Alternative. But this offer is only good through the end of this week, So visit TonyEvans.org right away to make the arrangements. Or call our Resource Center at 1-800-800-3222. That's 1-800-800-3222. Tomorrow, no matter what your circumstances are or how far off track you may be, Dr. Evans says God always provides a way to finish strong. Be sure to join him for that. Right now, he's back to offer some important encouragement and a life-changing invitation. When you're going through tough times, a job loss, a breakup, or maybe financial stress, having someone who loves you unconditionally is a game changer. And no one can do that better than Jesus Christ. He proved it long ago when he made the ultimate sacrifice for each of us. And he proves it again and again each day in the lives of those who've already acknowledged his incomparable love. When you embrace Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you not only receive an eternal home with him, but you also unlock extra courage and hope for today, helping you face life's challenges with confidence. Invite him into your life right now by saying this simple prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I recognize Jesus Christ as your son 
who died on the cross for my sins and rose again. I invite you into my life to be my Savior and Lord. Wash away my sins. Lead me in your ways. Thank you for your unconditional love and your gift of salvation. I trust in you and place my faith in your promise of eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with Tony right now, or if you just feel the need to find out more about what a relationship with Christ means, visit TonyEvans.org and click the link at the top of the page that simply says Jesus. If you feel a tugging at your heart, don't ignore it. Take the time to check out the information Dr. Evans has prepared for you at TonyEvans.org. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you.